There is a way, and that way is forward together. This is the John Peacock Podcast. Welcome to Season 2. Hey, welcome to the show. My name is John, and joining me on this Monday, we are throwing you guys off. We're throwing you off, uh, is my good friend, Brian Silver. Hello, Brian. How we doing? Hey, good. Good. Strange, and, uh, strange feelings on a Monday. I, we're just, we're keeping everyone on their toes. Uh, so as you guys know that, that watch the show or listen to the podcast, uh, usually these hit on Wednesdays, my conversations with a Christian therapist, Brian uh, Silver, who has been so generous to give us his time and his training and heart. Man, it's just been such a gift. And what we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks, Stay will be part three, is all around Sabbath. We are really trying to learn about well-being and how do we find our way? How do we live in and through times that we're in right now? Well, a huge part of that is spiritual practices. And we've been spending um, an appropriate amount of time on Sabbath. And so today will be the third part. And so let's just call this Well-Being Monday. And uh, this is, as everyone alive on earth probably knows, this week is... Um, this is a big week. You know, um, a lot of people feel a lot of different things. Uh, this is an election week, as everyone knows. Uh, some of you woke up this morning with a ton of excitement, others with a ton of anxiety, others with everything in between. And so I think this will actually be a great way for us to start our week with uh, Wellbeing, Wellbeing Monday. So welcome to Wellbeing Monday. This is episode 31, believe it or not, Brian. We're making our way. Wow. Unbelievable. Right. We've, uh, it, it feels like it's kind of flown by. It's been enjoyable. Yeah. I, uh, I like being with everybody here. Season two, season two, we got, we got, you know, just a few more weeks of this season two. Yeah. So anyway, so Great. Hey, let's, let's talk about Sabbath. I have my look at here. Look what I got. Yep. Hey, Hey, all right. Yep. yep. I got mine. Love it. Candles are ready. Candles are ready. Um, okay. Well, so this is week three on the Sabbath. And uh, we will kick it off with the Sabbath prayer. Um, we talked we talked about that there are three components to the Sabbath. There is the um, the relinquishing of control. There is the rest that comes from that, and then there is the the rehearsal component of the Sabbath. And so uh, so today we're going to get a bit more into the rehearsal. Um, but uh, but before we do, um, let's let's start with the Sabbath prayer. And um, we didn't last week, but I'm I'm going to invite us to uh, to do the the slightly longer, more contemporary Sabbath prayer as well, um, just to prepare our hearts. So, Baruch Atah Adonai Eloheinu Melech Haolam Asher Kedeshanu B'Mitzvotav Vitzivanu Lachad Lekder Shel Shabbat which means blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with his commandments and commanded us to light the lights of Shabbat or Sabbath. Mm-hmm. And then let's pray um, a prayer to welcome the Sabbath. This is from that common prayer book that yeah. I had mentioned, oh, Liturgy for Ordinary Radicals. Mm-hmm. Lord of creation, create in us a new rhythm of life composed of hours that sustain rather than stress, of days that deliver rather than destroy, of time that tickles rather than tackles. (laughs) Lord of liberation, by the rhythm of your truth, set us free from the bondage and baggage that break us, from the pharaohs and fellows who fail us, from the plans and pursuits that prey upon us. 
Lord of resurrection, may we be raised into the rhythm of your new life, Mm. dead to deceitful calendars, dead to fleeting friend requests, dead to the empty peace of our accomplishments. To our packed full planners, we bid peace. To our over-caffeinated consciences, we say cease. To our suffocating selves, Lord, grant release. Drowning in a sea of deadlines and death chimes, we rest in you, our lifeline. By your ever-restful grace, allow us to enter your Sabbath rest as your Sabbath rest enters into us. In the name of our creator, our liberator, our resurrection and life, we pray. Amen. Amen. So we, we have focused quite a bit in the last couple of weeks on this idea that God is God, we are not, and that we can't, we can't encounter rest, not deep, abiding rest, without accepting that awareness uh, and allowing that to impact us. Um, before we dive into this rehearsal idea, I have one more thought about just understanding the Sabbath that I think is pretty crucial. Um, Jesus encouraged his disciples to gather grain on the Sabbath. Jesus healed on the Sabbath. And, you know, we've been talking about this idea of Sabbath as rest, not, not on vacation, relaxation kind of rest, but this deep abiding rest. And I think it's important to at least offer this clarifier. Rest does not always mean a a physical, okay, I can sit back now. If in fact, rest at its truest, deepest, most life-giving form is in a relinquishing of control, if that's where rest is discovered, Mm. then there may be times that God is calling us to work on the Sabbath. And here's, here's how it works, okay? So, so if, if you are a workaholic and you step into the Sabbath and God says, stop, let it go. The world's not gonna fall apart without you. I really want you to remind yourself that I'm God and you're not. Then, then you would be being disobedient if you kept working. You, you need to stop, you need to sit back, you need to embrace that rest. If you are the type of person who clings to your day off and says, hey, that's my Sabbath, dude. God gave us the Sabbath, don't mess with it. No, I'm not gonna help my friend do this. I'm not gonna help with that. No, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm on the couch today. Yeah. Okay? And God says, come enter my rest. Get up and help your buddy move today. <laughs> or, you know what, help, help your, uh, help, help your wife take care of this, help, help your husband take care of that, help your, help your kids um, get through a tough moment. You know, their, their social lives don't stop because it's your day off. And if, if, if God is saying you need to move and if relinquishing control is really where rest comes from, then you will gain more rest by getting off the couch and engaging the Sabbath with a work, a work ethic of excellence and obedience than you would if you stayed on the couch and relaxed. Mm-hmm. So this, this is critical because 
rest is thought of as something that comes from some kind of, you know, physical exhale. And it, it's not always that way. Sometimes it is wow. simply uh, that, that we will gain our rest. If you've ever felt a good tired after working yeah. really hard and, and being able to yes. collapse after that and going, yep. okay, that was a job well done, or I really honored that value or wh whatever it was, that's, uh, that's a taste of, of what that is. That's, there, there's this, this, wow. this gift in the relinquishing of control that, that we will find, we'll find rest more in, in actually giving ourselves over to God in whatever context or circumstance he's calling us to than anything else. Bro, this is such a paradigm shifter. Um, this is gold, man. I, I've read about the Sabbath. I've, you know, I've learned about the Sabbath. I'm a novice practice pra practitioner of the Sabbath. And I just feel like the Lord is really through, through you helping me correct a little bit. I've been a little, my understanding's just been a, like 10 degrees off. And to, to hear that, like, you no know, rest is, it's not disengagement from everything and everyone, you know, cause that's a lot of times how I define rest. Hmm. Um, but no, it's actually in a very at a rest that actually works, that actually gives us rest for our soul. It, it's an engagement thing specifically, as you're saying, it's around releasing control because I can, which is so fascinating, Brian, I can, I can rest by staying on the couch into your example, me not helping my buddy move. I stay in control. Right. Yeah. So dude, that's just, um, anyway, just to kind of reflect on what I'm thinking as you're, you know, teaching us today, man, it's, this is big. Cause, yeah. cause it's, you know, a lot of times I think our apprehension, certainly people wired up like me and, and I, and I know like you, um, you work like super, super hard worker is we are like, no thanks. Sabbath is for lazy people, <laughs> you know, like, right. and, uh, and I just, ah, you know, I, and it's like, no, I think we have a um, half-baked understanding of actually what Sabbath and real rest involves. It's big. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's something that, as you alluded to, it's a work in progress yeah. for most of us, myself very much included in all aspects of Sabbath. Uh, it, it takes, and this is where we're going to get into this rehearsal piece, it, it takes mm -hmm. a lot of practice. But just before we move past this point, see, in, in Mark 2, Jesus says that, that he is Lord of the Sabbath. And in Colossians 2, it says, hey, don't let anyone judge you about how you're practicing different, um, you know, uh, new moon celebrations, religious festivals, yeah. or Sabbath days. Why? He says, these were a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. So we've talked about how God is king, God is our rest, right? So Colossians is reminding us of this. And, and that's why we are better off gathering grain, helping a, an ox out of a ditch, as the, they talk about in the Gospels, or, um, or he, healing. I mean, Jesus does these things to model. This is all about this relinquishing wow. control. This is where this rest is found. Mm -hmm. So um, this, this kind of rest requires, requires practice. It requires a rehearsal. Um, you, uh, you mentioned in your sermon today, um, the, the date, uh, of, uh, of the, the lazy boy, uh, yeah. meeting yeah. and, uh, um, and it coinciding with the bears winning the super bowl yeah. and, um, January, January 26th. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Um, and, 
And so the bears are a great example here. Imagine, imagine if, um, I don't know, the NFL commission, I'm, I'm not real well versed in this stuff, so I don't know who I would actually need to say, but let's say the NFL commissions that comes to the bears and they say, Hey, guess what? You get a pass all the way to the Super Bowl. Okay. Like you just get a buy. So, so you're in it, you're in the Super Bowl a few months out. Um, but you're guaranteed locked. You get to play. All right. And imagine if the bears said, sweet, let's all go to Disney world. Let's all sit around. We stop working out. We'll, you know, we'll eat Oreos and Doritos and we'll, we'll just do whatever we want because dude, we're, we're, we're a lock for the Super Bowl. Yeah. We're in. Right? Yeah. How are they going to play when they get there? Every Chicago fan would be so ticked off because they'd be like, you've got this opportunity, seize it. Would you like, you should be doing two a days, three a days, do it like do whatever you need to do to make yes. sure that you are ready to engage that game. Well, hmm. practice, 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 practice. Right. But when it comes to rest, hmm. that doesn't even cross our mind. Oh, well, wow. we don't need to practice that. Of course hmm. we do. Of course we do. Um, we've talked about the verse, come to me, you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And John, you've mentioned Eugene Peterson's um, translation of that. He says, um, he says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace, yeah. right? Interestingly, learn, learn mm. the unforced rhythms of grace. Wow. It's not just fall into it. There's a, there's a process to it. Okay. We, we have to, we have to rehearse to, to discover the unforced rhythms of grace. I, I picture uh, a dancer, sometimes a Cosette music will come on. She's, she's, uh, she's a pretty graceful dancer and it's fun to watch her. And I, I, I watch mm. her move around the room and I, I, you know, I, I can picture her on a, on a ballet stage or something yeah. like that. And, and you, you think about these unforced rhythms, but it's something that she does all the time. And so the moves that she's done have just, they've, they become a bit more refined and some of them are still a little clunky. Um, but, but that's okay. So the, the idea of unforced rhythms doesn't mean that it doesn't feel awkward at first. Hmm. It can feel really forced and clunky because we hmm. haven't done it. Though so these muscles have atrophied inside of us, our rest muscles, our relinquishing control muscles. And so of course it's awkward. Of course it's clunky. Hmm. We, we, have to, we have to find our way back into it so that we can grow those muscles. The, the rehearsal of it actually awakens the natural state of rest that God means for us to have. Hmm. It, it crossed my mind. Um, uh, this past weekend was Halloween. Hmm. And um, that's fitting because from a rest standpoint, most of us walk around like zombies. We move through the day, not really engaging the breath and life offered to us, right? We are in a, in a state of panic, you know, we're, we're in a state of fear, unrest. We're, we're, we're sort of going through the motions. Um, on, on the worst end of this, Jesus talks about, um, he, he says to the Pharisees, he calls them whitewashed tombs. Guys that on the outside, they sort of look like they have it all together um, and they're just dead inside. Mm. And we don't want to be that. 
we're asleep at the wheel until we begin to awaken this crucial rest that is our natural state. Um, so, um, John, you mentioned um, that God is the God of I will mm -hmm. in your sermon this past Sunday. And um, it, may, it might sound like too much for many of us to do this, too much work. I have too much else on my plate. If we let go enough, if we put, if we set things aside enough to actually invest ourselves in strengthening these muscles so that we can enter into these unforced rhythms of grace, God, God says he's faithful. He says, if you trust yes. me, I will, I will bring you this rest. Hmm. So let's get practical. And John, I have a feeling that you could probably offer some practical thoughts mm. here as well. I, I'm going to throw out a couple here. Okay. Um, there's a guy named Pete Scazzaro, um, who, who's written a few books um, about <laughs> emotionally healthy spirituality, emotionally healthy church, um, some good stuff in his material. Yeah. And he talks about um, the daily office. It's not his thing, but he... he speaks about it in a contemporary way. It's, an, it's more of an ancient thing. But the idea is that it's sort of mini Sabbaths through the day. Um, there's a lot of different applications for how this plays out, um, but there's sort of four main elements. And so this is a good kind of template yes. for rehearsal. Okay. Yes. So he says, there needs to be an element of stopping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay? We need to trust God to run the world without us. So we at some point during our day, we pause, we stop um, so that we can, we can trust God, right? He says another element is, is to center. So be still. Just, just quiet ourselves, which is no small feat, he says. And as we've talked about solitude, um, it's it's not easy. We we run from solitude all the time. We'd rather be isolated than be in that that centered, quiet place. We'd rather be distracted. Um, he says another element. The third element is being silent, being absent from people and things to attend to God. And he says the fourth is scripture, reading scripture, praying through scripture, meditating on scripture. So stopping, centering, silence, and scripture. That's good. And, and what he says is this is something that we can do, we can do every day. Um, and, um, you know, here's, here's the interesting thing is um, we're going we're gonna to talk in a few minutes about the, uh, the closing of the Sabbath and what that is. Um, but... Um, what happens, one of the elements that, that is traditional in the closing of the Sabbath is to pass incense around. Um, and the idea, you have a candle, I think, that's scented, so yours is perfect. Dude, um, I'm getting blasted right now with some mahogany teakwood high intensity. Perfect. Good. All Good. right. See, I wish I would have, I didn't even buy this, but I wish, the, I wish, wish we would have gotten the low intensity. <laughs> that's amazing. I got some intense mahogany teakwood coming in my direction. That's Nevertheless, great. I digress. Carry on. No, not at all. That's great. So, so you have a very uh, like natural sensory reminder coming to you here. But the, the idea yes. with passing around incense is that as the Sabbath comes to a close, 
we breathe in this sensory reminder that we take the Sabbath with us into the chaos of our week. And so these, this daily office that, um, that Pete Scazzaro is talking about is this, uh, this idea of not just having this one Sabbath day, but utilizing the Sabbath day as a rehearsal that then becomes sort of a, uh, a catalyst for maintaining this relinquishment of control, relinquishing of control throughout the week, this Good. maintaining this rest throughout the week. And so he's giving us a template for how do we carry this into our week? Yeah. And, and, and so, so think about these, the stopping, the centering, the silence, the scripture. Um, there's one ancient practice, um, and there isn't exactly one way that's done. There's some traditional ways, but I'm, I'm going to talk you through um, one way to kind of think about, well, okay, so how do I rehearse this? How many times a day do I do this? What does that look like? Okay. There isn't one right answer. Um, but one way that is fairly powerful is to practice praying the hours. Hmm. And so what we do is we, we sort of align our prayer time with, with the rhythm of Jesus's death and resurrection. So at nine in the morning, Jesus goes to the cross, right? He, we, we talked about this when we talked about Passover many weeks ago, that, that Jesus goes to the cross at nine in the morning, the same time that the Chagigah is sacrificed in the temple. This is the, the festival peace offering, Amazing. right? And so at nine in the morning, Jesus goes to the cross. Nine, nine in the morning is a great time to just be a marker for us. You know, mm. at nine in the morning, Jesus was on the cross for us. What an inspiration to stop and to center and be yeah. silent and, and invest in, in God's word, okay? And then at noon, the land is covered with darkness as Jesus is hanging on the cross. Mm. What, a, what a great time for us to think about bringing some of the, the pains, the difficulties uh, that we're going through to God, right? At, at 3 p.m., Jesus dies. More than that, though, Jesus dies and the curtain tears and yeah. death begins to fail right at that moment. Okay? The curtain that separates us from God in the temple, gone, tears from top to bottom. This, this wall is gone, right? And, and literally, as Jesus breathes his last breath, death begins to be forced out of the ground. It says the rocks split open and holy people who have been dead come back to life and start going out, you know, showing who God is to others. Yeah. Right. It's just, it's insane. Dude, um, that's at so, three o'clock. That's right? at three o'clock. Talk yeah. about Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. So, so we think about Jesus' yes. resurrection, right? Whew. We don't even realize that Jesus' death starts resurrection right then and there. Oh. Okay. And so at three o'clock, we can just think about the greatness of who God is. We can stop and we can center and we can be, so we can good. be still and we can read, we read scripture about this. Right. Um, and then, and then Jesus' resurrection. Now we don't know exactly what time he was raised. Um, we know he was raised on the third day. So that could be anywhere from like 6 PM Saturday night to 6 AM Sunday morning. Um, because, um, the the Jewish calendar starts in the evening, and so the third day would have been at sundown, on uh, on Saturday. So so somewhere in there, so you could decide. You know what? I like praying in the evening. So so 6 p.m. I'm going to remember that Jesus rose from the dead at 6 p.m. Or, um, you know, I'm I'm an early riser. I like to pray when it's quiet in in the morning and I can see the sun and 
well, maybe not as much sun right now at six in the morning, yeah. but you get the idea. And so at six in the morning, you pray and you, and you remember God's graciousness. You remember that he rescues us from our sin, that he, he restores us. Mm. And, and so, so good. Just, just a, and again, it's just a basic thought. It, there's, there's lots of ways to do it, but if you're, if you're yeah. struggling, if you're wondering, well, like, what would that look like? That's one way, nine, 12, three, and six. Mm. And it doesn't have to be an hour and a half. It could be 30 seconds. It could be five minutes, but it's, it's that intentional, Hey, I just want to remind myself every moment through the day that God is in control and I'm not because I don't want to let go of that rest. Mm. There's so much unrest, so much chaos around me. Yes. I want to make sure that I'm living in that pocket of rest that allows me to bring that rest into the chaos of my day and bring that rest into the chaos of other people's days. Mm -hmm. And so these, these are my rhythms. These are my unforced rhythms of grace that I am learning and practicing and growing. Wow. This is so good, man. I love how practical it is. And, um, yeah, as we, as we've been saying, this is all about how to rehearse it, you know, and how do we in our, in our normal everyday life. And I love this praying the hours thing. This is something I'm going to try. I've never done that. I haven't. Mm. Um, it's something I'm going to try. It's something I'm going to practice. Um, I'll just add one practical tip. I'm a novice at this and then, then close us up with the uh, closing of, of Sabbath. I'm excited for that. Yeah. yeah. Just, um, you've probably been hearing me talk a lot about, uh, being, I would say, um, wise about cell phone usage. And so, uh, I just think if there's anything that's going to distract you on Sabbath, as you begin to practice it, whether in small chunks or, you know, a whole day, um, it's, it's, it's this guy right here. Um, it's the iPhone or the Android or the whatever phone. And it's really been helping me choosing the bedtime for my phone. Uh, we practice Sabbath starting at 6 PM on Fridays, um, to 6 PM on Saturdays haven't done it perfect. And that's not the point. The point is practicing it. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm pretty unreachable between that 6 PM on Friday and 6, 6 AM, uh, 6 PM on Saturday. I try to keep my phone off. I try to put it in places where I don't need it. Um, that's been a really practical tip that that's helped me. I've also invited some really close friends, uh, into it. So like we've had some dinners with friends and they know going into it, Hey, like we want to have intentional conversation about the Lord and what he's doing in our life. We're going to have some time to pray. Uh, that's been really helpful. And uh, just processing all of this with Kelly so that we're on the same page with it, you know, and that's been really helpful for us to have the same thing. And then the last thing I'll say is I love to create experiences. I'm, uh, I love to cook. I love to, I mean, I am, I am, uh, if you know the Enneagram, I'm a seven wing eight. And so I just, so I get excited about what dinner am I going to cook? It's, you know, on Friday night to kick off Sabbath that gets me really excited about it. So I look forward to Sabbath. Um, and that's just another, like, make it fun. Like that, mm. that is a really good thing. Like that's, that's a great thing. I think that honors God, like look forward to this. Like, man, we're going to like cook a fun dinner. We're going to, you know, perhaps open a great bottle of wine or, or not, we're going to drink water, whatever, but whatever is your thing. Like, like we can actually, uh, in, like anticipate it. you like on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, you're like, Oh, I'm so excited for Sabbath. Uh, a day where we are going to relinquish control and celebrate the goodness of God in our midst. And um, 
you know, it's something that something that we practice. Well, hey, uh, we're at we're at about 27 minutes. Uh, we try to keep this under 30 minutes. If you could close us up, Brian, finish right. us up with Sabbath. What do we got? All right. So as I mentioned, the closing of the Sabbath, they pass incense. The 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 closing of the Sabbath, the ending of the Sabbath, Sabbath is called the Havdalah. Okay. And Havdalah. 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 Yeah. Um, if, if you recall, remember one of the, I think it was maybe the first episode of this season. I talked about a guy named Eutychus. Yeah. Falling out, the, falling out of the window yeah. and oh, you, oh, uncle Eudy, uncle Eudy. That's right. Okay. Good guy. Um, so it's interesting. Um, the very, the very first uh, or verse seven, when that passage starts, it says on the first day of the week, they gathered together to break bread. Okay. On the first day of the week, that would have been that would have been the Havdalah. They would have been gathering to, to break bread, to, uh, to have dinner together and to close out the Sabbath, to start the week, okay? And, um, and it's this point where this faithful guy who's just exhausted, you know, he's, he's been up all night. He had the, Paul's been preaching on and on. He doesn't, get to, uh, he doesn't get to have his meal. He's tired, whatever. He just can't keep his eyes open anymore and he falls, he falls over and, and Paul stops what he's doing, throws himself on Eutychus, restores him. You know, yeah. Paul is, is Jesus' representative in this moment. And it's not until Eutychus is restored that they break bread and eat. And it's this idea that, that God, you know, when, when we trust God, when we're faithful to God, um, God's not going to break bread without us. Hmm. He's not going to leave us behind. He's, he's the God of I will, right? Hmm. And, and so... Um, we need to remember this as we step into this rehearsal, we can trust God's not going to let life fall apart. The world is not going to go all rotten and maggoty. He is the God of, I will, he will take care of us. He will provide for us. He will restore us. He will infuse us with his rest and with his love. So I'm going to, I'm going to lead us out with the traditional Havdalah. Cool. Um, and the traditional Havdalah says this, and I'm just going to do it in English. This comes right from the scriptures. It's from Isaiah, I'd prefer, it's from the I'd, Psalms. I'd prefer it in French if you if you could. Could you do it in French? I, I, I will. Uh, I'll get right on that. <laughs> so this comes from a compilation of verses from Isaiah, from the Psalms, and from Esther. It says, surely God is my salvation. Now think, think about it. Remember we talked about how um, the Sabbath and salvation are so connected? Yeah. Oh. Here's how the Sabbath, the traditional Jewish so practice, cool. the Havdalah, Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Salvation is God's. May your blessing rest upon your people. The Lord Almighty is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Lord Almighty, blessed is one who trusts in you. God, redeem us. The king will answer us on the day we call him. The Jews had light, happiness, joy, and honor. May we have the same. I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. Wow. Amen. Amen. So powerful. Do we blow out the candle or do you keep it going? Um, uh, the candle would burn. Uh, well, so you light the candle at the uh, beginning of the Sabbath, so it would have okay. burned down by now. No kidding. So we, yeah. Yeah. So you do let it burn. Yeah. That's a lot of teak wood. 
a lot of mahogany teakwood. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think you're okay. Uh, heart of the law versus letter of the law. I think you can blow out the candle. <laughs> Plus, it's rabbinic law, not biblical law, anyway. So. There we go. Oh, and with that, folks, that is a wrap. Have a wonderful start to your Monday. From uh, Brian and I, we love you guys. It is a joy to uh, to really together find our way through this. And uh, let's practice this thing, huh? Let's rehearse this as we relinquish control, making Christ the rightful king of our heart and of every aspect of our lives. We love you guys. We'll see you soon. Have a great Monday. Peace. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. For more content or to access the show notes, visit johnpeacock.com. Until next time, keep your eyes open. Hold tight to your convictions. Give it all you've got. Be resolute and love without stopping.